Hey, this is Julia, and welcome back to Aquarian Times. Today is March 9th, 2022, and this is episode 81. So today, my topic is, are you on the right path? That question. The question, am I on the right path? So I'm sure you've asked yourself this before. <laughs> um... You know, in life, we we obviously have many options, right? Um, seemingly have many options in front of us. And, um, you know, sometimes there's specific period times in our lives where we come to forks in the road and, you know, we have to make some big decisions. And sometimes we have lifetimes where it just always feels like um like there's a lot available right there some people are very clear on what they want and um you know are very driven and just kind of know <laughs> even from birth you know really like you know they want 3.5 kids and they want to name their dog Jake and whatever like they just know what they want and some Sometimes um, our paths are a little bit more open-ended, you know. And so there's a few things that can come up here. And I also want to say, you know, um, you know, I'm I'm not like an expert um, necessarily on this. This is just again. From all the things that I've studied, I I definitely focus a lot on this idea. And if you've noticed, my, my business is called Yoga to Light Your Path. So it's been a big um, thing for me is the idea of being on my path and being, you know, trying to decipher what even me is, right? What Understanding myself through all the modalities that I've studied and practiced including the tarot and, you know, astrology and numerology and yoga. That's all about self-inquiry and self-knowledge, which, you know, for me is is the way to get on our path, quote-unquote, back on our path, when we perceive that we have fallen off the path. In all honesty, my conclusion at this point in my life, and many people will say this too, is that you're always on your path. <laughs> and, you know, that may sound, um, you know, that may be hard, that, that may be hard to believe. But if you break it down, you know, um, you know, we really are exactly where we are for a reason. Um, we're learning the exact lessons at the exact time in the exact place, even if it doesn't feel good, even if we don't want to be there, you know, we're really, I believe, always where we need to be. Now, that does, you know, herein comes the, you know, the, the analyze, the analyzation of this sort of statement that we're always on our path. Um, you know, which some people can have a heyday with. And I, I tend to, you know, have a pretty good way of analyzing things. 
uh, based on, you know, just again, all the different things that I've, I've been studying and paying attention to. But, um, you know, the idea is that we, we can come to a place where what we see is that our, to stay on our path, it actually means we need to get seven lanes over in, you know, within two exits, right? <laughs> like say you're on the freeway, right? You're trying to get to where you want to go. God forbid you're in the fast lane and a seven lane highway. I've been there. That's terrifying. But, um, you know, from a country girl standpoint right now, uh, not my favorite place to be. But, um, you know, as an analogy, if you're in the fast lane and a seven lane highway and in two exits you have to get off the freeway, um, that's a pretty chaotic shift, right? to get seven lanes over, <laughs> it's a bit harrowing, you know, um, to go at that speed and to, with the risks involved and et cetera, to, to be able to stay on your path and make that exit. So again, it is not to say that sometimes that's what our paths look like, you know, is we're going along, going along, going along, not in alignment, which is part of our path is to not be in alignment. And suddenly we have to get back in alignment, like lickety split or consequences, right? Um, which could be, as we know, what consequences look like, you know, death or other things. Um, you know, um, um, accidents and such, right? Which again, are all part of our path. <laughs> so, you know, the question, basically, it just, the answer to the question just kind of comes as a reassurance, again, to sort of throw that question out the window. Like, if you question if that you're on your path, well, you always are. And if you come to the point of questioning, am I on my path, that usually means it's time to have your little antenna up because something may be shifting quickly for you that for you to be able to, for you to be paying attention um, to your life closely enough that suddenly, you know, you're getting a sense that, oh my gosh, I need to get my feet on the ground here because I got to get, you know, I got to get seven lanes over suddenly. Um, that is an indicator, I would say, you know, if those questions are starting to come up, it's not that you're not on your path, it's that your path, it may be quickening, you may need some more attention um, to the changes that you are about to make, that your soul is getting you ready to, you know, um, get, you know, get ready to do. I'll put it, I'll put it, this way, you know, sometimes like I write lists, you know, um, for, for, you know, my to-do lists and such. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll put something on my list that I think, you know, this doesn't really need to be done today. And I don't know if I'm going to get to this and it seems too big and, um, maybe I don't need to do it at all. And then I'll just, I'll just kind of 
you know, maybe think, okay, well, I don't, I don't need to put a lot of energy to, into it. And an hour or two later, I'll find myself sitting down doing that thing. <laughs> and I'm personally, I'm, you know, I consider myself pretty tuned in because that's personally how I need to live my life is to, is to kind of be that connected to my, my intuition and such, um, that, you know, it, it, that's the way it works for me. But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we don't always know how it's going to unfold. We may know that something's going to happen, but we don't know exactly how we're going to get there. We might not trust that we have it in us or we can get it together. And then somehow it happens. And it's just, it's, it's very mysterious that way, life, you know. So part of this is just to say again, um, depending on where you, where you've been and what you believe in, it's, I think it has a lot to do with trust that, um, you know, things will happen the way they need to. And, and I think the beauty of, again, using tools such as alignment tools, such as the tools that I work with, namely astrology readings, um, terror readings, uh, life coaching, you know, asking the deep questions and lining yourself up with your desires and, you know, asking the questions so that you can answer them, asking the questions consciously so that you can, you can be the one to respond, to answer them instead of just, you know, getting blindsided by life, um, that you can be in that dialogue with your own soul, you know, with your own higher self as it were, you know, so that, you're up front in the driver's seat having those conversations with yourself so that you are able to prepare um, in the best way, in the best ways, you know, for, for the most comfort, um, you know, in the process, meaning, you know, the best health, um, the best outcomes, the best relationships, you know, best um, having things go as smoothly as possible. <laughs> you know, rather than, you know, having miscommunications, having health challenges, because we're not taking care of things, we're not listening to our needs, we're not honoring our body, we're not listening to, again, changes that we need to make um, that would um, keep, you know, keep us in a smoother experience of, of our lives, which means just more continuity and less surprises in a way. Um, so, you know, there's really, you know, the idea is that there's, there's, there's two minds, right? There's the lower mind and, and the higher mind. And um, if you're familiar with the teachings of the five koshas and the yogic, um, the yogic teachings of the five koshas, we have, um, you know, the, there, there are five layers of being, which the outer layer is the... Um, it's called the Anamaya Kosha. It's the physical body and it's called the food sheath, right? It's what's physical. That's the outermost layer. And then the fourth, uh, the the second kosha in, uh, second kosha means sheath, is the Pranamaya Kosha, which is the energy body. Prana, energy. Prana means energy. 
and uh, oh gosh, I don't have this right in front of me, but the third, <laughs> the third kosha in, uh, got it. That's the one I can't remember the name of, um, but it's the lower mind. Um, I'm thinking the the Sanskrit name. I might have to come back and tack that on to the end of the episode. But the third kosha in is the lower mind. And it's our lower, it's our base mind. I'd love to find that for you. Oh, gosh, here we go. Um, I'm trying to think where I have that information. I think I'm just going to look it up real fast. Because I don't want to leave you hanging here. Um... So I'm doing that as we speak. Five koshas. You could be doing this too. Yeah, so this is a big teaching, yogic teaching. There it is. So we have these five bodies. And as I said, the outer the outer body, the most... Um, it's called the gross, you know, that the gross layer, the, the most, um, dense or, you know, full of matter, right? The thickest, uh, sheath, it's called the Anamaya Kosha. It's the food sheath, the earth element. Um, that's the outer layer of us. And inside of that is our Pranamaya Kosha, as I mentioned, which is the water element, which is, um, you know, the energy body, Prana means energy. It's our vital sheath, like our energy, um, our vitality, right? The third layer in is the Manomaya Kosha. That's what it's called. The mental sheath, which is the fire element. And it's it's our lower mind. So it's our sort of base mind. It's our desire mind or, our, you know, um, it's the mind that doesn't, it's not full of intelligence. It's just sort of operating on, um, you know, what it knows. Um, and it's more on impulse and such. Then we have the vision of Maya Kosha, which is the fourth sheath, um, which is the higher mind. And uh, that's the intellect and the air element. And... Then finally, the most inner sheath is the ether sheath, which is the Ananda Maya Kosha. It's where we find bliss in the ether and space element. And um, it's just sort of, it's like where everything, you know, dissolves into this, you know, kind of ex- bliss, right? Bliss means like ecstatic or, um, you know, we're not attached to anything physical. So it's just this higher mental or this higher state. It's not even mental. Um, but the idea that I brought that up, um, is the idea is that, uh, so we have these two minds and, um, so the lower mind, um, you know, has an idea of what it's doing. (laughs) Um, and, you know, Oftentimes, it's not connected with our wisdom mind, right? We have to, they've been disconnected through the, you know, process of us coming, you know, back to this plane, this earth plane is, you know, we're trying to reconnect um, 
the koshas, basically, which is union, which is yoga, is to bring all those koshas into one beingness instead of layers that are disconnected, fragmented, right? So, but most of us truly, you know, we vacillate between the lower mind and the higher mind. And um, our best choices come from the higher mind, the wisdom mind, but we can't always be in the wisdom mind. Why? Because maybe because of how we're treating the Anandamaya Kosha, you know, maybe we're not feeding ourselves with good food. And so, um, you know, it impedes our ability to think clearly and get to that vision of Maya Kosha. Or maybe it's the energy that we're surrounding ourselves with, you know, the, uh, that we're consuming through media or through, you know, our, um, our, our, uh, social activities or conversations that we, we have or whatever we surround ourselves with is, um, you know, perhaps keeping us from being in the higher mind. And then there's the lower mind itself, which, you know, again, is just separate from the higher mind because it's, it's sort of like, um, you know, it, it shatters away. It's based on, again, our subconscious and things that we don't even know that we think things that we believe that we don't even realize that our beliefs that we think are true and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's really in the higher mind when we, when we can access the higher mind that we um, can make our best decisions. And, you know, we're always going to be on our path, but are we always going to be in our highest mind? No, no, we're not. And the idea is to do live our life so that we can start making decisions from our higher mind and therefore our path is you know less rocky less chaotic um more streamlined right so if we can do that uh we're doing pretty good and that it just takes a lot of um you know different skill sets <laughs> to be able to stay in our higher mind why because our higher mind actually needs to be in a state of non-judgment. Because what we may deem, what, I'll put it this way. Two people could be having the same experience, which is, say, being in a meditation retreat for one day, right? Say you go to a day-long meditation retreat from 7 in the morning till 7 in the evening, right? One person, perhaps, and this is, I'm not comparing, you know, I'm not saying this person's better or something like that. I'm just giving an example. Say, say this person has a regular meditation practice or they're familiar with meditation, right? They're going to go into that retreat with an idea of what it's like to sit for that length of time. And they will have their mind already be able to visualize and visualize the day, Right? They'll be able to visualize, okay, this day is starting at 7 a.m., this day is ending at 7 p.m., and in between, I'm going to be observing my mind, right? And that's what's happening, period. That's it. But the person who is in their lower mind has not risen to the point of their awareness where they can visualize that day-long sit from the start to the finish, from it already having happened and know that the very next day is just the next day. 
So they will go into it and they may feel like the first three hours are three years and they may feel, you know, like just by the time lunch comes, like a truck has hit them and they, they're completely entrenched in their lower mind. They don't have the awareness. They don't, they haven't cultivated an awareness that whatever's happening emotionally, psychologically is, you know, being held by this higher mind. So that the higher higher mind or the awareness is aware that, you know, this is has a beginning, a middle, and end. This this is literally the you know, the exact same twelve hours that are gonna happen the following day from seven AM to seven PM. And it's just spent differently, right? It's just spent sitting. But the person who's just sitting, it may feel like years or months that they're sitting there, like, you know, hours and hours go by before lunch comes because they're in a tumultuous experience in the lower mind where they're caught in a a smaller view of the experience of what it's like to sit. Again, they haven't gone anywhere. They're sitting. Maybe if you're observing those two people, they're both, they're both sitting, you know, in the same room, in the same positions for same amount of time. But one is there for 12 hours and one is there for three years in their mind, right? So that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is um, when we can cultivate an awareness of our process from a higher mind perspective, you know, i.e. cultivating routines in our life that set us up for success you know, um, where we do have, we're taking care of our physiology so that it's not our physiology that's creating the chaos, right? And you get anybody too hungry or anybody sleep deprived and three hours feels like three years, right? So we have to respect our physiology, that our minds, this is something very, very delicate, especially for some of us, that if we don't take care of it, in a delicate way, it will start to malfunction, right? Our systems. And then that's what we have to blame. So on the basic level, you know, we have to care for our Anamaya Kosha, right? Our physical being so that we are able to hold um, the frequency for um, creating, again, creating structures and routines in our lives that enable us to um, streamline our days so that they don't, they're not chaotic, you know. So I hope this is making sense, but, and similarly with the energy that we consume, right, the fourth, the, the, the second kosha and the pranamaya kosha, you know, if we decide to watch, you know, YouTube for instance, and, and I've, you know, I've, I've watched my share of YouTube, you know, but if we decide to waste, or I don't, you know, I don't want to say waste, because sometimes it's necessary for whatever reason. But if we decide to spend our whole, say we have the day off, like three hours in the morning, you know, watching, say, YouTube or something, um, we've kind of distorted our reality, right? Our day, our energy body has been kind of sucked into so another dimension where we're not really in our body. And, um, you know, it's not the food we consumed, it's where we put our energy, 
you know, and we weren't in sync with our bodies and it sort of, it messes up our biorhythms. And if we do that in any ways, you know, via, uh, you know, even caffeine consumption, well, that's the anamayakosha, but, you know, just energetically through, I don't know, whatever we choose, um, again, a conversation that we, we choose to have, um, that's maybe not, um, you know, uplifting for us, uh, you know, that's, you know, we could choose a better subject to talk about. I could think of many things, but, um, you know, not keeping the vibration high, we start to misplace our energy so that we, you know, we can't stay in that high vibration. Our lower mind is consumed. It's been usurped, right? It doesn't have an opportunity to to uh to align with the higher mind so there's all sorts of ways again if you you know being on our path it depends right then it depends on our intention so what is your intention for your life usually if you ask the question am i on the right path well that could come after realizing that you're really not and you start to go oh my god I got to get my you know my shit together and um what am I doing with my life and that kind of stuff or um that could just be a chronic question in your mind you know and if that's the case then again it's some kind of (laughs) I'd have to say some kind of imbalance in your system you know when that question is is constantly up right there's, um, you know, kind of an ether air imbalance there. But, um, you know, again, back to the intentions, it's like we have to, uh, you know, there's many different kinds of paths, right? Not everybody's trying to live their best life, as we know. Or if you don't know that, it's good to know. Not everybody's trying to live their best life. <laughs> You know, some people are actively not trying to live their best life. So the idea is that, again, if you're coming to work with somebody who you're trying to get more aligned with your path, like the work that I do, um, if you listen to my content for that reason, uh, you follow what I'm talking about because that's the content that I put out, um, then you know, it, it is about getting clear about your intention for your path and then aligning yourself with that intention. And, you know, that's something that you can do um, methodically, you know, like, um, you know, through affirmations or through, you know, journaling or in some way um, every day is to hook yourself back into what your intention really is. Say, if it's in a business, um, if it's toward a relationship, right? So if, you know, we don't put energy towards something um, and we don't know where we want to go, then, you know, we, we really, it's difficult to get there. You know, we may stumble toward it. And, and that can be unavoidable too at times. But again, you know, I I would imagine that most people are trying to live a more aligned life. 
um, or on some level seek that, you know, seek for life to be um, easier or with less uh, mishaps and uh, more, um, you know, clarity, more uh, sort of um, feeling synchronicity and such. And um, so that just takes, again, all those five koshas, all those layers of ourselves, we try to, uh, you know, line ourselves up so that we are able to aim our whole self in, in, in one direction instead of splitting off into these, you know, kind of separate, um, fragmented pieces that aren't cohesive and don't have a viable, um, mission that they're heading toward. So are you on your path? Well, I guess the first question is, well, what do you want your, what is your path? What do you want? I think that's a very important question to answer when you're questioning, am I on the right path? Because, um, first of all, you're the only one who can answer that. (laughs) And, um, you're the only one who has the answer to what you actually want. And most people don't, maybe they ask themselves that, but how often do they spend time really, really getting to the answer through inquiry, through focus, through, you know, coaxing ourselves to stay on track? This this is a lifetime work for some people. Like I said, some people come out of the come out of the can, you know, just knowing exactly what they want. And most of us, either because there is a, you know, maybe more freedom, like there's such a thing as freedom anxiety, you know, where you have more options available to you. And that's not better or worse. Some people would say, that's amazing. I wish I had more options. Well, people who do oftentimes get overwhelmed and they can't seem to pick (laughs) from these options and it just kind of you know short circuits the journey and freedom is a lot of responsibility so you may be at that point where you're you know you're able to have freedom and and that's not when you go back to sleep you know and you're on autopilot right autopilot is more like well I know what I want and, you know, you still have to get yourself there. But having freedom, it's like you have to be even more awake because there's no, it's almost like there's no destiny for you or or your destiny is open, you know, like you have choice. And um, that requires a lot more responsibility, a lot more, I, I would say, practices to keep you tuned up for that kind of path because it's constantly needing your attention because you know it's an open road i mean there are a lot of people who these days or maybe i don't know well now that we have cars we haven't always had cars but a lot of people who do live you know like say the van life right they live they don't have a home and every day is you know, really, really wide open. 
and maybe they work for themselves, you know, and, you know, so that could be a amazing level of freedom. And it's also right. It's also like, well, you know, you could stay a week somewhere, you could stay a month somewhere. It's like, there's kind of no, there's no pre, just, uh, pre, uh, prescribed formula that you know about except for your intuition or what arrives in your inbox that day or, you know, little flag points along the road. And, you know, that just, it's not like you have all these appointments set up and, you know, you're going to become, you know, what your father did for profession. I mean, I think it's more, there's more and more people who are feeling this way, you know, who have, who have that open end in their life and you know um so what is you know are you on your path well what is your path that's when you start to get co-creative with your life and um that's again depending on the, the quality of life you want I think it becomes more important to have practices and you know health practices and spiritual practices and um you know physical practices and such that keep you just tuned up for the life that you want because you do have that amount of freedom where you need you need you know routines and ways to reconnect with yourself you know because you are your you're your only authority it's like being your own boss of your life you know it's really up to you so that's what I would say about that question. Um, and uh, again, that's this is the kind of um, work that I specialize in. And of course, in all transparency, um, I happen to be, you know, very um, tuned in with what that kind of life looks like because that's the kind of life I'm having. You know, um, and, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way um, if you're not clued into what that looks like um, on the inside. So I, I say it from personal experience, you know, the navigation and the navigation is, you know, quite honestly, it's not always easy. Um, and that's why, you know, building up these practices will just make it that much easier. Because life, of course, there will always be challenges. There will always, always be learning. There will always be curveballs. <laughs> there will always be ways that we need to up-level. We don't know what our own particular lessons are. And that's, again, why I like astrology. Because we can, we can kind of, we can get some clues into what they are. And therefore understand what we may be having to deal with in our own lives, in our own patterns, right? Because it may be very specific, but very, very different um, in our lives than the people around us. And we don't have that kind of reflection from the people around us, you know, like, well, their lives look like that. Why does my like, life look like this? And how do I navigate me when what they do does not work for me? Right? So you have to get to know yourself. And the more individual and unique of a path that you have, the more finite uh, your navigation system must be, right? 
So, yeah, I'm here to say uh, firsthand, I don't, I don't find it necessarily always to be easy, like people say, you know, having certain levels of freedom in our lives. Um, but the truth is, is uh, that's the level of responsibility that we actually are, you know, some on some level have asked for. And um, so it's just about how to, you know, meet that. And then, you know, again, if that's, you decide that's not what you want, well, I guess you have the choice to say, you know, I'm going to do this differently. But it really is about listening very closely, very closely to what works for you. And that's, again, knowing your body, knowing your energy system, knowing your mind, right? The, the best thing that we can do is to know, oftentimes, what really doesn't work for us. That's very, very important. And then we can at least avoid that, you know, um, right? We know that uh, caffeine doesn't work for us, for example, or we know that, um, you know, staying up too late doesn't work for us or whatever we know. And we can stay, we can start to design more finer and finer. We can tune ourselves to what we know works for us and continue to follow that uh, those threads. So, um, that is my, that is my podcast for you today. Um, I hope it was helpful. And, you know, once again, um, all my offerings, uh, you know what they are. (laughs) If you haven't listened before, I do tarot readings, um, life coaching, uh, yoga and yogic support, yogic lifestyle support through Ayurvedic health coaching, and yoga sessions, and um, I'm doing astrology readings too. So um, feel free to reach out and inquire about any of those things, and I look forward to being of service. Um, You can find me at juliabirnbaum.com, and uh, thank you again so much for listening, and please share this episode with anyone who you think could benefit. Okay, thanks again. Bye-bye.